So start to clarify who isn't your prospect? Who do you not want to be selling to? Welcome to Data Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. Are you constantly trying to sell your prospects? Are you trying to get them to do business with you by selling them every single time you're in front of them? The reality is, is that modern selling really isn't actually about selling per se, at least not in the traditional sense of the word. Instead, the focus is really on determining fit. And once we know there's a fit, then we can start to create value in that conversation. I'm going to show you how to stop selling and start closing sales. Check it out. Number one, know your ideal prospect. This is really a mistake that so many salespeople make, which is trying to do business with a broad group of people when in fact their ideal prospects are actually out there and they're not in front of them because they're so focused on selling to a bigger audience as opposed to really narrowing down the ideal prospect. And an ideal prospect can fit a bunch of different profiles. It could be focused on industry. It could be focused on title. It could be focused on department in an organization. And it can be most likely a combination of all of those and maybe a specific set of challenges or whatever it is, but knowing exactly who your ideal prospect is and really focusing specifically on going after them is going to save you so much time trying to sell all of these other people that really were never your ideal prospect in the first place. So start to clarify who isn't your prospect? Who do you not want to be selling to? And then focus on them. Number two, only focus on ideal prospects. I need to drive this point home because it's so key. This means that if you are dealing with someone who isn't an ideal prospect, stop dealing with them. Move on, refer them to someone else. Focus your time on only ideal prospects. One of the biggest differentiators between top performing salespeople and everyone else, I'm talking about the hordes of everyone else, is that top performing salespeople spend all of their time in front of only their ideal prospects. And what that means is that they're getting rid of all of those other people. Only focus on those truly ideal prospects, the people that are going to have the budgets, that are going to be good customers, that are gonna be great clients, and that ultimately are going to be able to give you a yes or no decision. Number three, get rid of the rabble. Now, this again builds on the earlier point, but getting rid of the rabble may sound kind of mean, but it is so true and so critical. I find that a lot of times we come across these prospects that kind of fit who we could work with, and we spend all of this time trying to sell them because, eh, they're right in front of us, so why not sell them? Instead, as a top performing salespeople, what we want to do is determine whether someone's a fit up front, and if we determine that they're not, move on, get rid of the rabble. Don't be distracted by all of these different potential opportunities, most of which are kind of junk. Get rid of the rabble and focus on those people that are truly ideal prospects that are going to be that good fit. 
Number four, disqualify prospects. Now, if you've been in my world for some time, you've heard this term of disqualifying prospects. And what's amazing to me is even some of my best clients still come back to me and say, well, you know what, Mark? I use the disqualification process of trying to get rid of those people that aren't a fit, but you know, I'm still coming across some of these people and I'm keeping them along in my process that may or may not be a fit. What we want to do is spend the early part of the sale disqualifying people that are not a good fit. Get rid of them. It is so liberating to early on in a sales process determine, you know what? This person's really not a fit for what we have. It may mean that they don't have the money or they're not really the qualified decision maker or they don't have the challenges or whatever it is. Once we determine that, we can disqualify them and then we can act accordingly. By the way, if they're not the decision maker, that doesn't mean that you just suddenly say, ah, you're not the decision maker, go away. But you don't want to be going down the entire sales process with this person, presenting to them, and then expecting a decision, and then ultimately they're going to give you a big fat, I gotta think it over, or I gotta run this by my boss, and now you've gone through that process and you've wasted a lot of time, and you're in a weaker position. Instead, disqualify prospects that aren't a fit, and determine what is the good next step. That may mean just moving on and forgetting about them, or it may mean getting an introduction from them into someone else. Number five, the doctor's mindset. The doctor's mindset is so key. And what this really means is that when a prospect gets in front of us, we need to think like a doctor. We've got to stop thinking like a salesperson or a consultant. Instead, we really want to think like a doctor. Think about going to a doctor's office. You walk into that doctor's office and you say, hey doc, you know what, my elbow, I've been having this issue and I think I might need some surgery. If that doctor came back and said, well, you know what, Mark, you're in the right place. We have this incredible procedure called arthroscopic surgery. It's unbelievable. We're going to cut away the bad stuff, sew you back up, and within a week, you can use that elbow again. So you're ready to do it? And they push that contract right across the desk. How would you feel in that situation? <laughs> Of course you'd be like, uh, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. That's what most salespeople are doing in selling situations. They are trying to close sales all the time. They're selling all the time. Instead, take a step back and think like a doctor. A good doctor, when a prospective patient walks in, they're doing what? They are asking questions, they're diagnosing, they're using their expertise to determine whether there's a fit and whether this, particular solution is going to be ideal for them. Using that doctor's mindset is going to change everything because it's going to take a lot of pressure off of you and that prospect. And at the same time, it's going to create a lot more value. Number six, only present to their challenges. Have you ever been in a selling situation where it was actually going pretty well and you're in this presentation and they're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense and oh, I could see how we could use that and it just feels good and then you get excited and you say, oh, and by the way, let me show you one other thing that we can do and you present that one other thing and they're like, huh, yeah, we don't really need that right now and then suddenly in that moment you can feel that you're kind of like pushing that rock back up the hill again just trying to get to where you were 20 seconds previously only present to their challenges don't present a solution that goes beyond their challenges if they don't have a particular challenge don't present a solution to solve a challenge that they don't have because that's going to throw them off they're going to think 
uh, this doesn't really make sense or we don't really need that. And now they're going to say, oh, well, you know, can we take this out? Or you're just going to send the message that you didn't really get what they most care about. Present a solution that is directly focused on solving only the challenges that they have shared with you or that you know they have. Ideally, you would have discussed all of those challenges, though, in that discovery conversation leading up to that presentation. Number seven, get tons of feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback all the way throughout the sale, all the way from the beginning to the end. There is a tendency, especially, by the way, for more seasoned salespeople to get on a roll. And we're like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm killing this one. And we just start talking and talking and talking. And we're not getting feedback from the prospect throughout this process. And so even when we're presenting a solution, we're just talking for 10 minutes straight. What we want to be doing instead is constantly getting feedback throughout any time that we're talking. Now, do you see what I just did there? I'm getting a little feedback from you. And of course, this is a little weird because this is a video and I'm not looking at a real human being, but you're watching this and you're saying, yeah, I do get what you're saying. Anytime we're talking for significant periods of time, we want to be getting feedback from them with little questions that I call feedback loops. Something that just sounds like, hey, so does that make sense? Or do you see what I'm saying there? The more we're using those little questions to bring them back, the data shows that prospects are much more likely to do business with us the more we're getting that feedback. You literally cannot overdo this. Get tons of feedback. Does that make sense? Number eight, drop the hard close. Now I know the title of this video was how to stop selling and start closing. And so you're thinking, how am I gonna use this hardcore arm wrestling closing technique that I can now use and it's just gonna be this magic bullet that's gonna close every single sale. We need to drop that hard close. Selling is not about selling and it's not about closing. Selling is about using a process by which we determine whether there's a fit and we're asking really powerful questions to create value, to engage them in that conversation, to understand exactly what's going on, using our expertise, by the way, but really pulling them into a conversation. And so that way, by time the closing moment is ready, you've gone through a discovery, you've presented your solution, there is no hard close because we've gotten so much feedback throughout that the only question you ever have to be asking in a closing situation is what would you like to do next? And because you've done such a good job up until then, they're naturally going to say, how do we move forward? Or, you know what, I'd like to bring in so-and-so into this conversation or whatever it is. So you clarify exactly what that next step is and there's never that hard close. If we can avoid that hard close, we're going to be selling so much more. So there is how to stop selling and start closing sales. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think-it-overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.